gee, it's uh, January the 1st. I wonder what the pastor is going to speak about this year. You don't wonder? Yeah, but you hadn't heard it the way you're getting ready to hear it. <laughs> Let me just say that. And we'll see who's laughing after I'm done. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I will be, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, would you stand with me? We're going to read a brief passage of Scripture. And here it is. Your word is a lamp for my feet a light for my path. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for the light that you shed. And I thank you, Father, that, you, uh, that you're in this place. I pray that you would anoint the things that are said over these next few minutes. And in particular, that you would anoint the, the, the ears that hear and the hearts that receive, Father. That you would do something profound in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you uh, do not believe that the Bible is God's word, and quite frankly, in a room this size, even though I know you're all at church, there are some here who probably fall into that category. If you do not believe that the Bible is God's word, I'm not talking to you. But you are welcome to listen in <clears throat> as I talk to those who, uh, who claim to recognize its authority in their lives. This is going to kind of seem like a bunny trail at the beginning, but, uh, but it isn't. It really does tie in, believe me. I believe, <clears throat> I truly believe that these are the last days. Truly believe that, we, that we're living in the last days. My father believed this his entire life. My grandfather believed it his entire life. And, and virtually every generation of believers since first century A.D., has believed that they were that they were living in the in the last days, uh, and, and the fact that they were apparently wrong is of little consequence. Because uh, really, okay, for two thousand years now, almost two thousand years, Christians have felt like, hey, it's coming, it's, it's going to be soon. The the these are the last days. Uh, and, you know, you've probably seen the, the big clock thing, the, the midnight clock, and it's ticking toward midnight. Uh, if, you, if you take the amount of time that a secularist would say that human beings have been on the earth, 2,000 years is the last 15 minutes of a 24-hour day. So I think all of them could be considered right to be saying, well, we're, we feel like we're living in the last days because really we are and have been. But because it's something hasn't happened before, I mean, the return of Christ, because something hasn't happened doesn't mean that it can't happen. I mean, 2016, for crying out loud, people, that was proof that anything can happen. It's the weirdest year that, I mean, I'm, I'm a month from, six, from being 67 years old. It's the weirdest year of my life. And I lived through 1968. 1968 was a crazy year. I mean, it really was. Um, LBJ decided not to run again. We, we, we murdered Martin. We murdered Bobby. Uh, things went crazy in the streets. It was, it was, uh, it was, 
I graduated from high school. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a really, it was a truly momentous year, but uh, it doesn't hold a candle for weirdness to this particular year. And I don't feel like this one's an outlier. I think it's the beginning of something. By the way, I look for 2017 to be a fabulous year. I look for 27. No, 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 listen to me. I look for I look for things to happen in 2017 that just blow our minds and we just kind of go, "Wow, didn't think that could possibly ever happen." That that's great. Really look for that to be the case. But I believe that we're in the last days because I believe that I believe the Bible and I believe all the major markers that I've been looking for all of my life uh, are just waiting to happen like an like an overripe pimple getting ready to pop. Now, you probably didn't need that image, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought, that's the perfect image. We'll see who's laughing. (laughs) So that's the perfect image for what we're talking about here. Uh, War in the Middle East, real war, ongoing war. Doesn't stop war. I mean, yeah, there's been wars before, but whenever you hear reports nowadays of a, there was a day in in human history when you heard there was a ceasefire, war was over. War was over. People were celebrating in the streets. The boys were coming home. It was, yeah. Now, when you hear news of a ceasefire, all it means is it's a slow news day, and they've got to fill it with something. And so they're telling us about a ceasefire that may or may not be happening, and even if it is, it won't be happening for long. We've kind of entered into this continuous cycle, and, and especially in the Middle East. You know, whether you know much about the Bible or not, you've probably heard rumors that there's a great battle at the end, right before Christ comes back. Armageddon, the the Valley of Megiddo, or Hormageddon, is what what that comes from. Uh, I could go a lot of places with this, but I'm not. But I'm I'm just saying that's one of the things. I mean, I, 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 I see it. I see it. It's not something that I kind of have to go, wow, I wonder what would get all those armies over there and blah, blah, blah. No, they're there. They're there. We're there. Climate weirdness, you know, whether, whether it's, it's, it's man-caused or not is not, is not the image. Uh, it's here. And, and the images of, of revelation and the images of the things that would happen uh, in, in the last days, they're they're happening. That's that's not Photoshop, by the way. That's uh, uh, that's a, a that's an EF five tornado that hit uh, Moore, Oklahoma, about three years ago. Uh, I mean, c- climate weirdness is here, and uh, Joel's prophecy, restated by Peter at, at Pentecost, uh, they're growing stronger every day. Jo- Joel said, "I will show wonders." 
in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And that's not photoshopped either. That's, that's uh, broad daylight in Shanghai. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I used to I used to read uh, Revelation when I was when I was younger, especially when I was in my teen years. And I think, uh, wow, these these are uh, miraculous things that are going to have to happen. Uh, but now I, they don't have to be miraculous. They're they're, ha- they're here. They're happening. Poison water, oceans dying. It's here. Political polarization, ethnic animosity. There's no, there's no question that the world is in a crazy mood politically. It's not just the U.S. I mean, the world's in a crazy, crazy mood politically. Uh, some would say, well, it's always been this way. You know, I, I was actually listening to an interview the other day with, uh, with a guy who was, uh, uh, who's actually been appointed to a pretty high position in our government. But, but he was saying, uh, you know, well, yeah, ethnicities have always, uh, and he was asked, you know, well, are, is, it, is it natural? Should ethnicities really uh, be, uh, should different races really be uh, at uh, conflict with one another? He said, well, I think history bears out that that's the way that it is. You know, and on one level, you kind of go, well, yeah, I guess history does bear it out. No, no, that's a lie. There are people within different races that have problems with other races. Most people are peacemakers. Most people don't look at others and go, oh, not them. No, most people look at others and, and accept them, love them. That's how it is. But it's... It's gotten squirrely. It's gotten, it's gotten really weird. And, and in fact, you, you know, it's probably better in the U.S. than it is most places in the world right now. And, and Jesus said over in Matthew 24, 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. And, it, and, it's, and, it, and it's getting colder and colder and colder and colder. And, and then, uh, you know, and then there's money. Uh Bob Dylan said, money doesn't talk, it swears. It also dies. Every single one of us can see the, the demise of it. I, you know, I mean, I, I grew up uh, totally freaked out about this, you know, Mark of the Beast thing and stuff like that. And, you know, go, man, you, you know, cash, that, that. Now, that's really important. I'm an old guy, okay? And I'm standing in line. And I find myself, as the lines get longer and things get more frustrating, I find myself getting frustrated with people who actually are pulling cash out of their pocket and counting money out to pay for something. And then they've got to put it in the register and count money out to make change and things. Now, wait a minute. I think I got the price. You know, and I'm sitting here going, come on, hurry up. You know, hey, I'm 67. Years. Well, I'm almost 67 years old. Imagine what young people are thinking. They don't even have any of that stuff in their pockets because that's not the way they operate anymore. I'm, I'm just telling you, I really believe we're in the last days. I, 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 think it's, I think it's here. And while the last days are exciting, and, and of course they're, they're what we're looking for, 
be aware of another huge marker. Second Thessalonians 2.3 says, before that day comes, a couple of things have to happen. Now, this is, the, this is the message Bible. First, the apostasy. Second, the debut of the Antichrist, a real dog of Satan. I, I, I love that translation because uh, he really is. But now, there's a word in there that's probably unfamiliar to a lot of people. And that word would be apostasy. And this is what it means. It means a, a disaffiliation from or an abandonment of or a renunciation of a, a religion by a person. Now that's what apostasy is. The apostasy, though, is not a person. The apostasy is a big thing happening on a macro level. A lot of people turning away. A lot of people becoming cold. A lot of people going, well, you know, I don't really need to do that. I don't really need to practice that. The practice of one's religion and religion, you know, I'm not religious. I just love the Lord. Yes, that is true. Christianity really isn't necessarily, religion won't get you saved, okay? But religion can help you become a disciple, can help you truly follow what the Lord's got for you and, and growth in him. In Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And he said this, at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray each other and, and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Many false prophets will appear and will deceive Many people. Now, at the be- he actually said this a little later on in the conversation, at the very beginning of the conversation, whenever they said, you know, what, what is the, how will we know, what's the sign? Jesus said this, watch out. The first thing he said, watch out, is that no one deceives you. No one deceives you. The most, the most important thing I've got to say to you about this is, don't be deceived. Because it's going to be happening. Over in uh, Thessalonians, Paul said this, the coming of the lawless one, that would be the Antichrist, will, will be in accordance, that dog of Satan, will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. There's that word again. Deceive. Those who spare. See, I believe that we're in the last days because I see all the signs, and I know that one of, the, one of the symptoms of the last days is deception, 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 deception. It, it is. Just, just telling you. And the reason why people are easily deceived is because they refuse to. To love the truth. Is anybody beginning to put this together yet? Because some of you know the definition of truth. According to Jesus, anyway. Over in John chapter 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. 
refuse to love the truth and so be saved. So what does this have to do with a sermon boringly titled, Read the Word? Because my father and prior generations believed that they were living in the last days, they turned toward the Word and embraced it. I believe I'm living in the last days and I'm seeing people turn away from the Word and go, well, you know, i got this book to read. i got this movie to see. i got this work to do. I don't have time. It's not going to be a long sermon. I'm almost done. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Just because you know that verse doesn't mean that the Word lights your path. Just just because you know that verse doesn't mean that the Word acts as a lamp in your life. Satan knows that verse. He knows that verse. He knows knows the Bible better than all of us put together. Satan, Satan knows the Bible? Yeah. Duh. I mean, he's had 2,000 years to study it. He's had almost 3,500 years to study parts of it. And if you were, if you were a supernatural being and, and your, your primary adversary had written a book saying what he was going to do, you'd, take, you'd look at it a little bit. He's a pretty intelligent guy. He, he knows, but knowing is not the... See, the advantage that, that we have, the advantage that you have, the advantage that I have, is while Satan knows, knows the words on the page, he has no connect with the one who wrote those words. He's at animosity with the one who wrote those words. See, you have the Holy Spirit in your heart to take that word and turn it into life, turn it into light, Turn it into power. You have that if you take advantage of it. Year after year after year. This is the 29th year in a row now. And now sometimes I've, I've turned the, the task over to someone else and let them do it because I thought, well, maybe, maybe they're just tired of hearing me. You know, maybe they just need to hear another voice. Year after year, I have to beg believers to read the Word. Why? Why? You know, go, hey, it's really easy. You know, and, and here's, a, here's an easy plan you can follow, and here's an easier plan you can follow, and, and, you, and, and you know, and, and a few, you know, a few will, will be swayed by it, and a few will, will grab it. But why? why? Why is that? Why is it so hard? To get people to do something that will save their lives. The Bible has never been more accessible in the history of humanity. Don't like this translation? Read that one. Don't understand this one? Read that one. Can't read very well? Can't read at all? Listen to it. You, you, got, you got CDs. You got tapes. You don't even have to spend money. I mean, just... Get your phone out, download an app, and there it is. And in fact, not only can you read it, you probably can listen to it on the phone too. 
Don't understand what that word is? Well, Google it. I mean, it's never, ever, ever been easier. And yet, it's, I don't think, ever been more ignored. This isn't about people who stop coming to church, and it's not about people who don't uh, believe the Bible is, is the Word of God. Uh, like I said, if you don't believe the Bible is the Word of God, I'm not really talking to you, uh, because I totally understand why you don't read it. I get that. But if you believe that it is God-breathed, and that it is inspired, and that it and that it is unique among everything that has ever been written, then I don't get it. These are perilous times, people. And they're going to become more perilous. And those who refuse to love the truth are going to be deceived. Say, well, now, Pastor, so should should we read the Bible and find out about these times? No. No, don't read the Bible to find out about these times. Please, it'll just make you crazy. I mean, I've, I've, I've been reading about this stuff for 50 years, and I've gone through some crazy phases, let me tell you. And, and I'm not, it's not like, well, I'm on the other side now, and so I know. Now, I still I, I know, I know enough to know what I don't know. But I do know some things. You know, but, but don't, you know, don't. Start down that path. So, well, maybe I should read the Bible then to learn about God. Well, if you don't know anything about God, read the Bible to learn about God. But if you already know God, read the Bible to let him speak to you. To let him talk to you. Fresh. Every day. It doesn't have to be for an hour and a half. It it doesn't have to be for a half an hour. But every day, Jesus said, "Who walks? He who walks in darkness stumbles." And every and believe me, you might you might be deceived by your physical eyes, but we we exist in a world of darkness. And to not stumble, we need a lamp for our feet. A light for our path. Don't read the word to learn anything. Read the word to listen. To receive. And he'll speak to you with wisdom. Yeah, It's good to have knowledge. It's good to know stuff. But you can know and it, it, and it might not do you any good. But when you've got wisdom, then you... Then you're then you're on you're on the right track. You know, it's not just wisdom about well, you know, who's the Antichrist and and when is Jesus coming and what does that thing mean? No, it, it's wisdom about how am I supposed to treat this relationship? What what am I supposed to do in this situation? How, how am I supposed to walk today in the things that I have laid out before me? Barbie said, "You're not alone." Don't act like you are. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you and walk with you. (laughs) I am still laughing. But hopefully some hearts have been touched and changed. Would you stand with me?
And, and, and I guess, you know, I mean, I find the weirdest thing funny, but like I say, I mean, I've, I've begged for a bunch of years and I don't think it's made much difference. So, you know, today I just decided to come in and kick the stuffings out of you and, and, and you know, see if that'll, see if that'll do something. Uh, or light a fire in some way. Yeah. Make a change in what we do. Yeah. Those who are going to pray with people come forward. It's a new year, but uh, it's still a fallen world until Christ returns.